welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. A grand... Whoops, I muted myself instead of the song. That's the kind of show it is. It's uh, unprofessional. Uh, There's no editing. There's no pre-production. It's a grand party with me, Grant Pardee. What is this show? This show is... We're in social distancing. I've got extrovert-like tendencies where I miss talking to people, just miss talking to friends. So it's getting on the phone, hanging out, whatever. You're along with us. You're hanging out too. Hope you're having a good day. It's being recorded here in Los Angeles, in Mid-City, in the Cat Garage on a Wednesday afternoon, feeling good, been using a lot of the Clubhouse app and having lots of fun. And then also, this show is now renamed. Yeah, this show does that. Sometimes the show just renames itself because my wife, my wife, Ashlyn. Hi, Ashlyn. That's I unmuted me? you. Yeah. So now it's the now it's the Grashlin party because now you're full time co host. Yeah, I'm bringing in the services of of my dulcet tones. And it the way that you became the co host is pretty similar to how we started dating and how we got married, which is I just asked you and then you said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you it, seem to like you were having fun. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's nice to, I, I like me better when you're around and yeah. I mean, I feel I like, like it's just good for the show. Oh yeah. Get out of here. Get <laughs> So this is this is now the Grashlin party, and Grashlin is us. Grashlin, you get it. It makes sense. Um, how's your day going so far, my wife? Uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, you know, you might hear some meows in the background. The cats are uh, complaining that I won't give them the fourth or fifth chicky tube of the day. I don't know if we've talked about chicky tubes on this podcast. Our cats no, are addicted to. Uh, churu which is this uh chicken gogurt and we started giving it to them as like oh it's so cute look they're eating it what a treat and now they're like full-on addicted to it they shriek at me a lot of the day begging for it um prince goes inside and outside just on loops trying to get more chicky tubes out of us uh, so we started quite with a racket for them yeah. It, it 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 the way that it started was that prince the prince came into our into our life when I proposed marriage to you because you we were obsessed yeah. with this cat and it was sort of like a present as well prince the cat and then it seemed like we were going to try to keep him indoor only like the other two cats but he had a thirst for adventure and a thirst for the outside and it he would just keep escaping and then that's depressing because yeah. you feel like his jailer and it's like, well, maybe he, so then we tried to have it so he could only just go outside in the small garden that we have uh, in the backyard. But that was not enough because he would keep hopping the fence. He would keep burrowing it out. It was he was cool. And it was a nightmare. He, was, he yeah. just kept getting out. And then finally, I was saying, well, maybe we just we tried having him on like a leash thing that didn't work. He would just wiggle out of the leash. And then finally, I was like in a give up sort of thing of like, well, maybe he just goes outside. Maybe he's smart enough. And you were kind of worried about that. And then we found Chicky Tubes as this treat that he likes and is good for him. And it just keeps him yeah. coming back reliably so that there's no, he doesn't venture very far. He kind of just ventures so, around the house. 
basically he, he forced us to let him outside and then now he forces us to give him snacks. Exactly. He's it's definitely he's, a very one-sided uh, relationship, pet relationship. We're getting bullied for sure. Yeah, we're, but we're not bullies. Bullied. We're pushovers. We're pushovers. Hey, so yeah. uh, this is exciting because my friend, our guest, and now it makes sense to say I hadn't been liking thinking of it as guest, but I feel like it's also it's not good if you're not thinking of it as guest. You want to you want to be a host. Then you have to then you have you are hosting. You are hosting a guest. The guest is your friend, but it's still a guest. And so this is. Because you and CJ have not met. So let me tell you about CJ Toledano. You remember when I was working at the, you remember when I was doing stand up comedy? I met CJ doing comedy. I met him doing stand up. And then we worked together at the Checkdown, the NFL. And then now he's married to a comedian wow. named Megan Congrats. Gailey. She's That's doing amazing. great. And he's starting up his own company. And it's basically, what he was doing at like the check down and these other places. He'll tell you about it, but he's a cool guy. We were together and you guys have never met. So Ashlyn meets CJ. CJ, this is Ashlyn. Ashlyn, great to meet you. Yeah, it's nice to meet you. I, uh, you are no longer in LA or are you still in LA? Uh, yeah, area? I'm in LA. Yeah. I'm oh, in LA. Cool. I was well, back then... and forth. I think I went to New York for a little bit mm. in between Grant and I working together, but I'm here in LA for good with my wife. Yeah. I know what you're thinking of, Ashlyn, which is that you did have a going away party many years ago oh, that yeah. was at Wit's house. And uh, that because you went to Detroit as that was like your yeah. first that was like your first step in this kind of thing that you're on. Also, hello. How are you doing? I'm nice doing great. You. Thank Thanks. you for having me. No, I, I, I love being honest. And like, man, I, I didn't know if I love doing podcasts as much as I do now in quarantine for the very reason that you said earlier is just like it's nice to pop in and, and talk to friends, like whether it's like planned or not, it's, um, yeah, it's just good to hear from people. It is, man. It's nice. It's nice to just kind of talk with the voice. I, I it's, it's good. The voice talking, the phone calls. I feel like we're the same age where like you had phone calls growing up. I miss phone calls. I mean, obviously with the, the clubhouse app now, I feel like everyone's kind of going back to those tendencies, but it's, yeah, just hearing people's voice and like the, social media and like the ability to edit and like, you know, really package what you're about to say rather than, yeah, just the, the spontaneity of, of talking on the phone and, and to other people. It's, it's yeah, it's something I miss and I hope we're cherishing it more now. Clubhouse. Are you I, clubhouse feels like it came too late in the pandemic. I'm glad it's here now. I only mm -hmm. started getting into it in the last month, but then really again in the last couple of weeks where I've really been having some fun in rooms. Have you been using it at all? I've been using it here and there and mainly it's just to pop in and like catch up with a person I haven't talked to in a while. I haven't like made it a thing to like, Oh yeah, this room has a great topic or something like that or, or like for networking or anything, but I want to down the line. I think that's like what the, uh, that's like the best feature of it for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like it. I'm curious to see where it goes. Come hang out. Come hang out with me next time you're on. I've I've been on it more in creating some. We did a fun one last night, right, Ashlyn? With the uh, it was kind of like a He's college radio playlists. vibe. Oh wow! Yeah. So it'll be like I'll try to get like a couple people, a friends in a room, and then we'll just sort of start talking about whatever. Pick a playlist theme, and then just go around the room and be like adding in different songs. So we did songs to grocery shop to. We did songs about death and crime. They go wherever they go. But the idea is that 
you're like, it's almost like, it's like, <laughs> it's like Delilah. It's like, Hey, welcome to the room. How you doing? What's we're making songs about uh, death and crime. What's a, uh, what's a death <laughs> and crime song that you want to add to the playlist and then whatever it is. And we just keep going like that. And then it, listen back to it. That's awesome. Uh, oh, so you can, you can like listen to the music. Is there any sort of copyright restrictions up yet? Not yet. It's, no. I mean, we're just playing it through like the computer, but like it has that amount of sort of freedom, I guess, to it. Yeah. I love that. It's like really personalized DJ sessions. Yeah. That's what it, we did another room the other night that was like compliments and advice in this economy. And I just was like feeling depressed and just wanted to like talk to somebody like, Hey man, you can do it. You piece of shit. You can do it. You motherfucker. Come on. You can do it. And just, have that energy and then people are bringing in like their real so it really was turning into delilah it really was but it was (laughs) i don't know man it's been fun it's and then there's like these big rooms it's like come in and roast me those are great there's there's stand-up but there's also a lot of like sudden experts in in all of it so yeah i could see how people would get turned off by it because there's a lot of like i don't know there's it's tons of like like silicon Valley people on there yeah. yeah, but there are silly rooms. That's what I'm trying to say. That's why I think I need to hang out more. Just have my notifications on for those to come up. Because, yeah, the networky ones just seems like a one-up battle, from what I've exactly. experienced. Yeah, yeah. It's, and like egos are already getting way out of control on there. Like, there's definitely people who are like am- like amassing followers and trying to. Because I think everybody now looks at social media like you got to be in early mm-hmm. to to do that stuff. Uh, yeah, like the, the video feel. game mentality is like something that I think we all battle with and is like super gross to me where it's like, hey, I'm trying to run up the number of followers. And I'm like, what does that do? I guess it can help you get jobs later on. But it's because yeah, I've even had those like tendencies like TikTok is still sort of in its early phase. And my friends are like, go on there and figure out what your thing is. And everyone's following right now. I'm like, Okay, but like if I figure out that formula that people start following me, is that is that the piece of art or like substance I want people to know me by, you know, and it's like that that's like the the inner battle in my head that I have every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh I am applying for work right now and one of the things that they want this ad agency wants or to become the social media director slash manager of a company is for this test, please create and deliver a TikTok video. You believe will gain over 1 million views. Step one, Whoa. come up with an idea. Step two, film and edit it. Step three, upload it. I don't know. About so, that. <laughs> <laughs> have it you, just have you, seems, <laughs> it seems, uh, I mean, we talk about, especially well, where we came from submission packets. Like, so you right. really want me to create like a legit, product not pro- or like piece of content for your benefit solely and i don't work for you yet and i get i get the idea mm-hmm. they're gonna hire or like be more inclined to hire whoever has the biggest numbers but it's just like it seems i don't know it seems um invade an invasion of privacy or like taking advantage of people's time and energy it's it's, it's also it's like too- tiktok is so random like so i have a tiktok and my first tiktok that I made got 750,000 views. And I wish I could tell you why, because it's stupid. (laughs) It's not even, it's not a skit that I planned. Mm -hmm. It's like me putting a plastic donut in my face at a Hello Kitty exhibit. And I put some music I didn't even know over it. Yeah. 
it didn't even have like the first part of this test for this job application was like guessing which videos had the most views, which I don't even know how I rated on that test. I did it, I guessing, but their theory seems to be the more polished it is. And if, especially if it has a lot of cuts, but also seems really organic and homemade. That seems to be what they're, that's what I mean too, with like on clubhouse, these experts, like I don't, there's, there is maybe a formula to things, but the way, look, you have to also think about this a lot more with what you're doing. This is all meant to be sort of a segue to could you, CJ, yeah. pitch to Ashton and me your your new company and how you got there? Absolutely. Um, so my new my new thing follow through is a creative studio that is focused on you know telling players, teams, brands in sports, stories, leagues, um, stories that not only happen on the court but off the court as well. Like in my line of work in the past like six years, I'm way more interested in the person, the human that is like, you know, involved in sports rather than like, are they winning? Are they losing? Do they have, you know, X amount of championships? It's like, you know, the stuff that was, that really drew me to this was, Oh, I really enjoyed the fashion aspect. I really enjoy, you know, them hosting SNL. I really enjoy what their home life is like, um, or what their other aspirations are. And, you know, and, and for me being a comedian, who was a stand-up for 12 years, some of those years as a TV writer. Um, it was kind of just like the perfect mixture to be one of the people to figure out what that, you know, perfect marriage of sports and pop culture is. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I did it for the Detroit Pistons with Funny or Die about six years ago. Um, had some had some big videos there where, again, it was just like it. I wasn't trying to recreate what was popular and social. It was more so going, here's a cool story about this player. What do I know that does well on social and how can I use that sort of device or format to cleverly or in an innovative way, tell that story. And so like that has always been like the playbook, the model, the foundation of anything that I've done. Um, and that sort of evolved into me going to Bleacher Report and then using my like sketch comedy experience to, try to create sports comedy. That's actually funny. That has beats that has mm -hmm. opinion and has, you know, new information rather than just like regurgitating something in a formula that's existed already. And so from there, I kind of, uh, I kind of became that guy who could do that in sports. So I've done that for bleacher report, the NFL with you at the check down. Um, and then back to bleacher report with house of highlights where I was a host and then started making these like live action short films about, you know, what was going on in sports, especially in the NBA with like LeBron Kawhi and just like kind of being the comedic premium content for NBA Twitter. And then, and then, yeah, at some point during this pandemic, um, you know, I, I had a buddy who, who has a an, an agency out in Pasadena called conscious mind studios. And, you know, we've talked business, we've talked like, you know, just like our aspirations and our careers. And I was telling him about, you know, what I want to do with, you know, my previous experience and like what it would look like if I had my own sort of operations and what resources I needed to make it happen. And he was like, well, I have that, like, let's build something together. And so, um, conscious minds, which also does a lot of Nike stuff. They do a lot of their commercials. They run all the Nike socials. And, um, so that's like the parent company to, to follow through. And so, yeah, I've just been there. It's what, like month four of me starting this, this company and it's been a lot of just like hitting up old friends, um, seeing what the needs are out there, talking to athletes, talking to teams and, and just trying to figure out like how we can enter the space in a unique way that is like also sustainable and like, um, 
yeah, people continue to make money and like tell new stories. I love that. I love that you've, um, and conscious minds has a good reputation too, as far as, uh, ad agencies go. I've heard of yeah, conscious minds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Nike account, I guess. Yeah. You mentioned, mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, but I love that you've, you know, that you found a way to assimilate all of that experience into now your own thing. That's really exciting. And congratulations. I'm, that's like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm excited and like proud, I guess is the, but there's that, maybe that's the wrong word, but the, but the, the feeling just cause we worked together at the checkdown and, and that's what was fun working there was writing the stories, uh, about, oh, players are really into anime or like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a weird thing about this player or th- those, that was definitely, because that was a tough year of NFL stuff too. That was uh, yeah. the beginning of what that was uh, 2017 or 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just, uh, yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, being born in the basketball space also seems like uh, a lot more fun, but you're, you're kind of, but you, but this, but follow through is, is sort of across all leagues. Yeah. It's, it's across all leagues. And I think one of the biggest motivations is that, you know, and people ask me like, how could you jump from like a bleach reporter or an NFL to wanting to start your own thing? That sounds like a lot of work and it 100% is, but also, you know, and just the way I work in my, like, again, like dreams is that I, I can be like at a place or like working for a reputable, reputable company and just be like, I have these complaints or I have like these things that I'm held back because, and it's not to their fault, but like, you it's know, a you're corporate restriction a, and now yeah. you don't have that, right? You're starting exactly. your own production company with some yeah. backing, which is basically what like, like the Tim and Eric production company makes as many commercials or funnier die, but it was essentially a commercial company that made videos on the side and yeah. stuff. Um, it's a, so. it's a way for me to back up all my complaints in the most like constructive way possible and betting on myself. So, and it's something like it was like a now or never type thing. It's like, I have this opportunity my friend can take on and has resources to offer. So now's the time to try. And if it fails, like I'm already telling myself I'm okay with that, but I'm going to go out swinging, you know? I love that. I, it's so it's inspiring. That's, so that's cool. what it is. It's, it's inspiring. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. Thank I, you. That's I very it. nice. Yeah. You I love mean, to see yeah. That. And the I'm betting on you. I'm, the, yeah. Go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. The check <laughs> no, down I was, was, was going to say, it was like, uh, you know, we had complaints there And, but it was like, I'm going to, I told myself, I was like, I'm going to try to use this as a learning experience. It's really difficult. And, you know, and and a lot of just like time going by, I understood there's certain decisions while I didn't agree with them. I understood. Um, and you know, I had to put past like, you know, some bad feelings to go, all right, here's my next thing. And like, and, and just trying to like use those as learning experiences. And that's like, that is like the most mature thing that has ever happened to me in my life because Usually I'd be like, I'm going to hold a grudge or I'm going to be like, that was a bad experience and they deserve to pay. And it's not like now in starting a company, I'm like kind of like very level minded and, and know where to put my energy, you know? Oh yeah. Good for you. That's so cool. Emotional growth. Where's my yeah. air horn? <laughs> Where's the air horn? It is emotional growth. Oh, now it won't stop. No. Oh my God. Stop. You gotta, you gotta stop air horn. You gotta. Okay. Oof. That was that was close. It's also a morning what zoo the, show. The, yeah, the next forty minutes was just constant air horns for your emotional growth. <laughs> I don't know how to turn it off. I can't. I'm so sorry. We have to keep going though. By law, we have to go to an hour. Uh, CJ, congratulations. That's so also exciting. On, yeah, congratulations also on being married. You and uh, 
your wife, Megan, also work together on yeah. stuff sometimes, right? Yeah, we got married December, what, 2019. And so first year of marriage has been in the quarantine. I mean, wow. I mean you guys too, like it's still, yeah, quarantine is probably a big bulk of your your marriage. And it's, um yeah, it, it's been great. And, but, you know, there's definitely some obstacles, but um, it, it's a true test. It's a true test. It really is. I think we, we've yeah, passed. The quarantine is a, yeah. We were definitely. saying that it's like forced our relationship to like, age 10 plus years yep. like in a year like you're having to just you're because normally the amount of time that you've spent together with your significant other would normally be stretched out over several years it wouldn't be all at mm-hmm. once like this yeah um and you guys moved into i think a new space so that's also a a, a hurdle of like relationship stuff too is that right yeah. you guys yeah we're we're in a little yeah, bit of a bigger space in uh in highland park and we we just love this neighborhood and our friends uh live in this neighborhood i mean it's it's actually across the street from where I had a going away party where that going away party that you mentioned earlier was. It's it's across the street. So Oh cool. Um, we definitely love this area. And and Wit and I were we kind of we moved here to Highland Park like right before it kind of blew up and became what it is now. So, so now you're a married guy with a wife in a house in yeah. a nice part of town. Yeah. Yeah. So like pretty no good. with your own there. company. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> That's that's that's, that's where awesome. we're at. We're we're a married couple with too many cats in our in a house in a nice. But we like our we're in mid city. Yes, yeah, so you do. Had... Do you have any pets in your no, house? No pets. I mean, I I do like dogs. I'm allergic to cats. Um, yeah, we have no pets. But our neighbors. I mean, this is like L.A. But our you know in L.A. Our neighbors have what like nine cats. I think they told us and and two dogs. And so the cats hang out in our backyard and they jump on stuff. They uh sleep under the shade under our garage and so like, that's like the closest we'll get to having pets and, and it is it's like kind of nice and like a fun little storyline that that my wife and i will be like oh yeah black cat is staring at us making dinner or like are, they're mad at us because we are setting up the projector to watch a movie outside stuff like that so it's it's, it's, it's that's fun. that's what it would be like being our neighbor i think that's we've we've we i think most of our neighbors are pretty happy with the amount of feral cats that we feed now on a, cause it's not eight cats inside. It's just that there's LA, there's so many mm-hmm. uh, homeless feral cats that wander around and then people fix them. And then after that, then they just keep coming around for food, but it's, it is fun. It's fun to see the, uh, uh, the growth of you guys, team. you guys got to get better names for them though. Uh, yeah, I, I'm yeah, a big advocate very... for <laughs> big advocate for you can, you can have as many drafts as you need to for the cat names. Uh, we've gone through quite a few. You can go through, as many until you find that perfect name that really suits their character. Well, let me ask you this, because this was a mystery that we had with the cats at one time was it was an either a raccoon or a possum that our neighbor did tell us that their cat Pablo was eaten or killed by a raccoon. Raccoon. Yeah. Raccoons. So raccoons win that. That fight. Raccoons win that fight. Coyotes would win that fight. Yeah. Highland park. You have to worry about coyotes. But possums and cats are friends. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Raccoons so usually bring don't. Bring some possums but... in. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, we, yeah. So there was a possum them? who died in front of our doorstep about a year ago. And it was so oh sad. Um, and we're like, yeah, did the cats do this? But you're telling me that cats are friends of possums. So who knows what killed it? Damn. Yeah. It could be anything. I mean, po- cats like... Uh, 
I just don't think cats have the like physical strength to take down a possum unless it was a little baby one. Uh, it was a pretty average sized yeah. based on my knowledge of, of possums. It was. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good news that the cats didn't do that. And yeah. I feel sorry for, for the possum, uh, but they're not going to come after you if that's what you're asking. Like they're yeah. not going to like <laughs> go now for your jugular and then drag blood. your, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Good. That's great knowledge for me to have going forward. That's how really are you guys exciting. spending I, yeah. the, uh, how are you guys spending the pandemic time with like, uh, I, well, I guess you're probably, I would imagine, very busy with work stuff, but uh, also there's got to be an immense amount of downtime as well, mm-hmm. I would think. Yeah, I mean, one, we're following all the guidelines. Like, we don't want to get sick. I have, like, some pre-existing conditions, and, you know, we're just, you know, we don't want to get sick. We don't want to get our friends sick. We don't. We want this thing to be over because, like, you know, we're very social people. Like, my wife, and, and as you know, is a comedian, and, like, stand-up was her primary thing, and you know, we think we, we thank God or whatever. We thank ourselves that we tried to, or like we learned to have skills outside of stand up, like writing and, and like creating. And so she's been writing on a bunch of shows and, and random stuff here and there. And it's been nonstop zoom meetings, especially in the last few months, um, like filling up our like nine to five. I feel like I'm, we're almost working more than we did in when we were in offices, but man, we really miss. Yeah. Like going to stand up shows or, grabbing a drink at the bar after a stand-up show or just like going out. And so when we get to do that again, that feeling is going to be so good when you're able to just like look around the room and be like, can you believe that we Mm -hmm. all get to like be here? Yeah. It's just like, it was the pace of life that gave you a little bit of everything that kept you sane. And so when we thought this, when this first happened, it was like, it's going to be two weeks. We were like, whoa, this is, I, I know people may get sick, hopefully not too severely, um, which didn't happen and is incredibly sad, but we were like, it's going to be like a sleepover. Like we'll watch TV and movies and order fun food and, and, you know, work occasionally. But now it's like, you know, after that first month and the numbers started rising, you're like, this is pure hell. It's just so scary. And, and, yeah. you know, all the events that had I happened. had some of that hubris at different times of it at, at the beginning, especially too, like you're saying of like, Oh, I'm kind of used to this. I've been working from home for a while. Ashlyn's worked from home before, but then as it drags on and as the numbers get worse, as you say, uh, it's, it's just more and more just a dread nonstop. Um, absolutely. And the zoom meetings, like I hear you on the, like working over zoom. I've noticed that I, like even mentally you feel more comfortable being like, Oh yeah, I can do a back-to-back meeting. Cause I'm not traveling mm-hmm. anywhere. Yeah. Um, but I remember talking to a woman who was like, yeah, I've just had like back-to-back zoom meetings for the last eight hours. And I'm like, that's horrible. Like, how can yeah. you like, even though you can, like it's, it's so, uh, it's such a different vibe to do eight hours of a zoom meeting or a zoom writer's room versus. Yeah an in-person like vibe to a, to a meeting where you have like a bit of a downtime in between. Yeah. I feel like-, like this new normal, like we, it, the relativity of it all is already caught up to where, yeah, I mean, yes, you, you don't have to travel or any of this stuff, but then new stuff has happened. Like sitting in your one seat in your like small private office and at your house or like, you know, your space, will eat your brain alive the same way that like hearing your boss chewing gum at work would bother you. You know, it's like, it's almost new things have, have uh, invented themselves. And so, yeah. 
that's where Clubhouse has been huge because it's also it's not only the feeling of missing seeing your friends and people you already know and like acquaintances and stuff, but also just the chance of meeting new people becomes a lot harder when it's already your coworkers or just people that you I mean, in Ashton's case, coworkers. In my case, it's just his friends. It sounds like uh, same with you, like Megan, uh, Ashton's like you've been significantly busier. You've, you've been having, having a lot of work coming in. Animation hasn't stopped due to the pandemic. So you've been, and, yeah. and books are still going. And so with Megan writing as well, it's like, uh, working on your own stuff and then significant other being very busy on zoom all day. Yeah. And yeah, if you're just going into the same office every day, you would eventually just get tired of seeing that same thing without being able to change it up. I don't know. I guess I miss Starbucks more than I think. Yeah, no, I do miss that, like, you know, going to Starbucks, just changing a location. And, you know, whether you're actually doing work or you're just having a cup of coffee and like a pastry and, and looking at the internet, like just that option was so nice. It was nice to yeah. have the option. The option was good. Yeah. That's all we want is to be able to say no to options. Yep. You know what I mean? I, I'm like, not going to go. I want to choose to be on the couch. <laughs> pre-pandemic we were doing that we were we were i was at least uh getting into like a, a feeling of just feeling old and just not wanting to go out as much anymore uh now i completely reverse that now i want to go out all the time i can't what was i thinking <laughs> it's like i it was very much like a monkey's paw thing of like okay so you think this is pretty good just uh the sweatpants working from home move from the office to the uh couch to the bed you like this uh, little triangle life what if you did this forever eternally yeah. And you had, yeah. And you're supposed to like um, it. Yeah. It's definitely like a, a fully different vibe. CJ, do you work on a desk? Because I work on the couch and it is very weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds awesome and difficult. <laughs> I work at a desk and it ruined my back in the first part of the pandemic. Um, and so I'm just, I, I still, I have to be very mindful about getting up and stretching, which I think, you know, the couch oh, yeah. offer, but it would also offer the temptation to just lay down. Um, and that yeah. would, that would be, that would make my job pretty tough, but yeah, I, I love hearing. My friend just that. bought a standing desk for her house. Yeah. She was just like, I'm just going to be a standing desk person in my house. I'm looking you know, at you my don't know. desk from the chair. I'm looking at it and thinking I should be standing. Yeah. You should be standing and, and doing that that have really buffed calves by the end of the pandemic just like super i don't know if that's how these calves came from podcasting that's what it'll be yeah (laughs) walks i've been taking walks here and there just you know just trying to be you know healthier but also just that fresh air really is a huge factor in in trying to change things up and also getting a you know walk around the neighborhood or grab a coffee it's sort of a sense of normal life again um but big yeah. fan of walks. Big fan of walks around the neighborhood. You're in a good walking neighborhood too. Mm-hmm. A lot of green greenery. Oh, so good. Get to kind of know the neighbors, even though you you know you can't really. But like you see the same people. At least that's been the case with uh, with me. Is I feel like I've gotten to know a lot of the neighbors a lot more as a result of everybody's just constantly at home and check the mail, take the garbage out, go on walks, and then people become immediately more familiar. Yeah, it's like an old so, so man. You- I, I, I wave to every day, and we've never talked, but like that's like a nice a nice little moment. It's nice just to have the old man who waves. I've got an mm-hmm. old man who waves and I like it. I'm really into it. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right. How you doing? This yeah. is great. Just that's, I don't need a whole lot more than that. Yeah. It's just a reminder that, that we're alive. That's all we yeah. need. Yeah. 
I was going to ask you, do you, so you've been living, well, the air horn is here. Uh, For being alive. You, you've sort of lived, you've hopped around a little bit the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. How is it coming back to LA? Uh, how, how do you like being back in LA compared to like Detroit or yeah. um, New York? I, I really love LA, um, which is, you know, I, I didn't know I was, I would love it as much, like separate the industry from LA. I really, really love LA. You know, I, um, I grew up on the East coast. Um, the other like bulk of my life has been spent in Chicago, which I also loved. Um, and what I think I love about, you know, LA and Chicago are, it's like, it has the opportunities where you can be really involved um, in, you know, sort of your dream and career stuff. But then also there's the other side of the city that allows you to, you know, have the diversity of people, have diversity of like activities um, in restaurant and culture. And I think LA is that, but it's like the next step of like my life of like, we're older. So like, you know, whereas in Chicago, we would live in apartments with a bunch of roommates, like here, like, my wife and I are able to like continue to pursue the arts, but in like, you know, you're with a lot of young people there, but then we get to go home and live in a house or like walk around and there's like, you know, families and stuff. And so it, it seems like it's a perfect balance of, of all those things that we've sort of wanted in our lives since growing up, you know? So, um, and again, that diversity too. And, and, and just the way, we- I mean, it's corny, but the weather is so beautiful out here. Uh, but so, yeah, I mean, like I've jumped around like from, in my twenties, it was Chicago to LA back or to New York and then back to Chicago and then back to LA and then Detroit, New York, and then back to LA. So like, that's what my twenties was. And so wow. I was like, I, but I knew I was like, we're, I'm probably going to end up back out in LA, but I didn't know I was going to love it as much as I, I, I do now. So I love that. I've that's been, so cool. I, I, I feel like I missed that, uh, that opportunity or that um, that's always been, I mean, that's like, I feel like the dream twenties is like jumping around from a couple of cities, but because there is such the magnetic pull to LA of like, like I've been here for 10 years now. And it's sort of the question of like, I'm going to stay here forever. And it, mm-hmm. and for all those reasons, it's like, yeah, where else? Like really, where else would you rather be? Because there's, I, I love LA at this point. And it's fully adopted. And I love, uh, I love mid city even. I love where we're at. Um, I miss the East side and, yeah, downtown in Highland Park, and and it's LA can be so sprawling, but it's nice when you find like that uh, that neighborhood. Your Megan and you, your wife, you guys met in you did not meet here in LA, right? You guys no, we met, met in Chicago LA. what twelve years ago, um, two thousand nine in Chicago. Yeah. What you want to tell us your relationship story? How did uh how did it come to be? Yeah, we, I mean, we were just comics who had moved to Chicago to, to start our careers and yeah, we were just friends going to open mics and, um, you know, I don't think we ever thought of each other, uh, you know, uh, even thought of dating. And I think it was, yeah, it was what, four years ago now. And, um, we were just both out of long-term relationships and, you know, I was visiting, I was in New York at the time, but I was visiting LA a bunch and she had just moved from New York, was out of a relationship and we were always friends. Um, and then, yeah, just from like hanging out, we, I started noticing, I'm like, Oh wow. I'm specifically asking Megan to hang out just us a bunch. Um, and so it was kind of this, like this unspoken sort of like tension that was building. And then mm-hmm. it kind of just like the, the bubble burst when she came to New York for a week and, 
yeah, it just, uh, we started dating and then I, I was sort of like flying back and forth between New York and LA. And then I said, yeah, this is, um, a serious relationship that I want to continue. And I, yeah, moved back to LA and I've been here since. You know, your twenties feel like they, why well, I, I guess I just view all of life this way, kind of like maybe it's the, maybe it's the autism spectrum. Maybe it's just, I feel like Abed and community of seeing everything through, but it sounds like your twenties are like that. That's a sitcom that should have existed in the nineties and the two thousands of mm-hmm. making, making sports comedy stuff. You got the, will they, won't they with the, with, with Megan. That's, yeah. that's a, uh, it's, it works as a good arc. I, there's a series in your life. My uh, brother's wedding speech was very much like, you know, Ferris, like CJ's life has fold, unfolded like a movie or a sitcom where he, he, I get myself into these weird predicaments that shouldn't go well or like ever go my way, but they always do. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that was a dig at me or not, but no, it was just like, yeah, I mean, like, and that's, that's been my attitude since I was a kid. I was always like, what's the worst that could happen? I'm go- definitely going to move to the city and ha- with $0 in my pocket and it all work out. And for a long time it did work out. And then finally in my mid twenties, it started to not work out and it it made me grow as a person, thankfully. Um, but I, I, I'm still sort of inclined to, again, to like make those gambles or bets. Um, because I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, I want to try and like, I'm, I know I'm a good person and I have a really good like supporting uh, crew that like they, they'll pick me up or like, I'll you know, they're there to help and, and I'll do that the, the same thing for other people. And, and, and yeah, so it's just like, I don't want to regret anything in life. So I always try for that weird stuff. I've always admired that about you uh, from a distance or in our friendship of the kind of, I don't, I mean this in the best way, the happy go lucky kind of nature, always landing on your feet sort of thing. There's a spring it's a yeah. spring. It's a cat. It's a cat-like quality in the very best way. Cats are. You're. You got You got cat-like reflexes and survivability. What am I saying? I, I can't. <laughs> do does that. the C, no, it's very nice. Does the CJ stand for cat jump? Yeah, it's it's cat, cat jump, jump. Toledano. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, no, it's like you can look on the flip side of it all. It's like you could go through life being very pessimistic and scared, or or, or, or you know, mean to get your own way because, or you think one thing or have a belief and that is way more tiring than the flip side. Um, and also people would be like, Oh, that person is pretending to be nice to get things. It's like, um, yeah, I don't know why you would do that, but just be nice. Just like actually mean it, you know, like, or like, let's, let's try to do this with no drama. Like it's easier for everybody. So, and I cost you nothing. It costs you nothing. Truly. Work hard, be yeah. nice. That Conan fucking thing that's been turned into to mugs and and weird art on Etsy. You know, I, I do believe it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I I, that I love that about you. I love I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's easy. You can you see you can see people become bitter, and you can see the compulsion to become bitter. Uh, like you mentioned too, like after a failure or a setback, there's uh, there's that impulse. But uh, I like how you keep. Uh, I don't know. I like your mindset. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. And, and there, good- are, there are moments of bitterness and all that stuff, but it, it's like, and therapy could probably even help it even more. But like, I try to deal with that privately and, or just like, yeah, just keep reminding myself of like gratefulness. Therapy's great. Highly recommend therapy to all. Just had a call today thinking about going to grad school to become a therapist. Wow. Yeah. Thinking of, thinking of doing that, man. I met this guy on a, a really bad sketch that I got casted in a few years ago who 
he was a South Park writer. Um, he wrote Dude, Where's My Car? And I was like, what? Like when he first said that, I wanted to know his story. And he was like, yeah, did all that stuff. It was fun. And um, yeah, I have kids and everything. And I'm actually going back. To, or I'm in school right now to become a therapist um, for wow. for entertainers. And I'm like, wow. I mean, and that's like a lot of, I feel like when I was younger, if I'd heard that, I'm like, what a, like, what, what a quitter. Why would he do that? Like he got everything, but it's just like, you know, it's like, that's meaningful. That's like, that is like a, a true purpose. Yeah. I like, I like the idea of that. Uh, Cause I don't feel like it's, it's necessarily quitting on uh, in my mind, it's not a matter of quitting on writing or stand up, but also that's been a lot of the past year and so forth has been a search for trying to make, you know, direct action that's meaningful and helpful to people and making sure that the things that I'm working on aren't just for myself, but are somehow able to give to others. And my, my degrees in teaching. So I've always sort of had a, a want to kind of do that. So now I'm, I'm kicking that uh, around in terms of, which is similar to what, you know, follow through in terms of that desire to not have a corporate boss to have that freedom to be able to make your own clients and do all that stuff and and not be as uh reliant or restricted definitely thinking um but you said you're in therapy or not that you you should be going just i should be i definitely should be um yeah, I just got to do it. <laughs> it's a hard one to sign up for, but once you finally like just do it with the in, if you have the uh, insurance, that absolutely makes it a lot easier too. Mm-hmm. But it's a huge pain in the ass without Ashton's help. I don't know if I would have uh... actually tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm going to have my therapist on the pod. I forgot oh, about wow. that. That's awesome. My, ther- my therapist was like kind of got me into thinking of it because he wasn't a writer, but he was a, a, or is a musician Mm -hmm. who was doing like ad work and so forth. And then wanted to kind of separate them out. And I was like, yeah, I kind of, that's that. Cause like, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm looking at jobs and I'm applying at different ad agencies and just, you know, frustrated with like, do I want to be making this TikTok video to apply for this job to make more TikTok videos? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if that's right. Uh, I feel like a lot of like soul searching. I mean, in some sense, like we, I, I being at home for a year. I mean, a year. It's coming up on a year now. Uh, I think for me, um, where I think that the pandemic's really put into perspective, like what is important, um, and mm-hmm. kind of like focuses your mind a little bit of like, well, what do you want to do? And also, like, I think in my opinion, is like you know, we're in, we're in our thirties and like going through this global pandemic and it's like, well, why not start a company or why not go to grad school? Like we only have one life. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I think that yeah. that's been really like, I think clarifying, I, I, I know a lot of friends have made sort of big changes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, it's definitely a time for. Oops. Oh, Wait, can you yes. hear me or did it black out? Yeah. yeah. You got a black? No. Yes. Hello? Uh, I, the lights are still on in here. Oh, no. I yeah. Can... All right. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. It's fine. Yes, um, it has been a good. Listen, this is what the podcast is about. This podcast is about. That was the aliens. Gaps in. <laughs> it's also about Borecore. It is the, it is, uh, it, it's not norm core or hardcore. It's just like. It's Borecore. soothing <laughs> conversation of a nice. I boring, like it. 
I like it. Twitch I, is Borkore. Twitch is Borkore. Twitch is absolutely Borkore. Twitch is Borkore. Wait, did you make that up? I yeah. I don't think I've heard it before. I think that's my turn. That's brilliant. You need to go to the patent office. Yeah, I think that's great. And then commodify it. Commodify Borkor. Sell out. Yeah, (laughs) that's where I struggle. I don't know how to do that. I'll maybe that'll be my TikTok. It'll be the Borkor TikTok. Um, Borkor. I have been liking. We've been doing pitching stuff. We've been pitching projects. Ashlyn and I, or Ashlyn separately and I separately, but then also Mm -hmm. together. Uh, the one thing that I do like about the pandemic is that have you been like pitches, not needing to show up in person for a pitch has okay. been pretty good. Does, yeah, I kind of like, got my not needing to like, drive all the way across. Oh, did I, that's been a struggle for me too, is trying to just finally have a space. That's good. You got one that's working now. Yeah. I figured out lighting. Like I do have a ring light just for zoom purposes, not to make wow. like, you know, tutorials so cool. on TikTok, but I'm like, Oh yeah, like it's it makes a a Zoom meeting a little bit more pleasant. One, it makes me feel like more confident because it makes my my face look skinnier. Um, but also too, it's just like oh, people can see me. I'm like communicating very clearly. Um, I put like my sneaker collection behind me, which is a very like hacky thing to do in my business, but I I love it. Um, and yeah, I got my office together a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's so good to get that space organized. I've got, uh, I, I did the same thing with a ring light and with a photo light to kind mm-hmm. of now I'm able to properly audition or yeah. do zoom meetings, uh, with some lighting. Although, although putting I, right now I'm erring on the side of having very little in the background. I tried earlier in the pandemic. I, I was trying some backgrounds that had like bookshelves with all sorts of paraphernalia and stuff yeah. on it. Found that it was too busy Been fussing with furniture a lot. I think that's true. Do do you like test stuff out? You know, this is the time for it. Yeah, man. Um, and then I I show up to meetings uh, in a three hoodies in dim light, just creeping out under <laughs> the shadows. <laughs> no, that's not true. I've been trying to also be a bit better. Uh, but yeah, we have cat guests on all most of our zooms. That's great. Meetings. Yeah, I love seeing a a, a coworker's pet or a coworker's oh. kid and stuff. Like, I yeah, it's like it really it that. reminds you that everyone has their own home life and has other stuff outside of work. And if anything, like even before the pandemic, we needed that reminder that we are dealing with other humans and who have other way more important things in their lives other than work. So that has been a bright spot of the pandemic for sure. What's something you've been watching lately that's been capturing um, your attention? I well, so my wife and I—that was our arguments. Would not arguments, but like our disagreements would always come in. Like, oh, well, I always pick what shows we're watching, but um, we're really loving WandaVision right now, and I didn't know I had like it as much as I do. Um, Are you usually into the Marvel stuff? I'm. I, I am. I like the Marvel stuff, but I don't like care about the storylines ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but now like this has gotten me to like care about the storyline and seeing like, really how they like break the form and how they like pay homage to it. And yeah, I, we're, we're both really enjoying that. And I got Megan to watch the first Spider-Man of this last series, which I'm also really enjoying. Um, yeah, I the just Toby, like, or not the Toby Maguire, the, Tom, the, Holland, uh, ones, Tom yeah. Holland ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I really, I really, they're like, my favorite superhero movies um, ever. So 
Oh, really? The new Spider-Man ones? Yeah, people were saying it's like if John Hughes directed a Spider-Man, which I can totally see what they're saying, but also the action and and just like the casting is all great. I love his best friend, Ned. Like I'm I'm obsessed with him. Um, But yeah, it just has a good balance of everything. And uh, and yeah, so and now and now I'm kind of having yeah. We've been liking WandaVision quite a bit, haven't we, Ashlyn? Oh, maybe she's got a cat. Yes. Sorry. I got, I was muted. I aggressively said yes. And then I unmuted myself. Um, yeah. You audibly are, you're on like with each like uh twist or like each time they break the fourth wall, you get like, and you're, yeah, you, you're, you're, I've seen all the movies and I'm caught up. I've read the comic book inspirations mm-hmm. uh, for the things and have thoughts on whether the comic is better here or the show is better there. Um, you get really animated watching it though. Yeah. I'm a very like earnest watcher of TV. I think I've decided also to be where I just will let myself be taken in by every twist yeah, as though a child would be. Um, and WandaVision's great for that. You know, WandaVision's full of what, who is this? Yeah. What's happening? Um, and I just enjoy, you know, I enjoy that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I I'm also like not. Good. I I was no, yeah, I just I'm not like I don't know much of the superhero stuff. So even though I've seen all the movies, I don't remember anything past you know a week. Mm-hmm. So it helps you know Grant's there to guide me through what is actually who is this, what's that, who's there. But it's pretty easy to follow. I mean, it's not like you need like a roadmap for Wandavision. You can jump into without knowing anything and. Yeah, we went back like even after like after we watched the most recent episode, we went back to watch the Age of Ultron movie to see how they began. But it doesn't necessarily like make a huge difference. Like you, if you, it's, yeah. it's more if you've seen the more the End Game and uh, uh, whatever the other one is called the with the Snappy Man Infinity War. Yeah, snappy with, with Snappy Man Thanos. <laughs> snappy yeah, man. Hey, snappy man. Big Snappy Man. It's always yeah, snapping, right. and then everyone's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always doing the snapping then everyone's gone that's the that's the movie my movie review snapping <laughs> the snapping man trilogy and then robot man you got to be doing letterboxed reviews ashlyn you got to just be like i liked when snappy man did the snappy but i didn't like when everybody died yeah everybody died that was a big bummer <laughs> wasn't really expecting that uh yeah yeah it's yeah the comic um, series yeah, what, that uh, Vision or WandaVision is t- is pulling a lot from is is worth checking out. I think it's on Comicsology. It's just called Visions, but it's by Tom King. I forget if I made you read it or not, Ashton. I think I might have. It would have been like a year or so ago. I don't. Yeah, don't I don't. Remember. I don't remember. But Tom King is a big. You know, that's a big name in this household. Framed Tom this King household. photos everywhere. Just kidding. That's not- <laughs> He's a comic writer who's really good. He's he's good. he's also writing the uh, uh, Ava Duvernay. Duvernay. How do you say her name? Duvernay. Thank you. Ava Duvernay is directing the uh, uh, New Gods movie for DC, and he also wrote the Mister Miracle, uh, which will the movie will almost certainly be taking a lot from the Mister Miracle series that he did. He just basically he, you'd like him, CJ, uh, as I think, and anybody listening would like it because. Uh, uh 
his he wrote a long Batman run too. His themes are basically always, oh my God, I love my wife. Oh, I love my wife so much. Oh, yeah. my wife is so good. And sometimes society is hard to outcasts and outsiders, but oh, I love my wife so much. <laughs> those, are, those are his themes. And uh, like the Visions comic series is a bit different. It's more of like they're, they've got like the synthoid robot family and they're trying to just like mix in with like the neighbors and at schools and at work, they find challenges. Uh, but there's not quite as the series is a lot better. The the TV series is a lot better in terms of having it be more Wanda focused. I don't think Wanda's in the miniseries. Wanda as a character has really opened up in the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you, what is anyway. CJ, your wife, does she like force you to watch any weird Never shows? Force. Um, you know, she's always like, and I'm, force is the wrong word. Gently. Yeah. Hoax. <laughs> gently coerces in, in well yeah. she she's a big uh housewives person and of, of course uh, in like reality tv and i was like i don't know if i like this stuff but whenever like we're just laying on the couch hanging out and she's like oh i want to watch this episode and she turns it on i do find myself extremely fascinated and i do have like my favorite housewives now and i've watched like below deck and like you know some of those other stuff so um yeah, she'd be like, because I'm very much like, oh, I'm in the mood for this thing and I need to scratch that itch. And in this pandemic, I've learned I need to pull back on that a little bit and give more things a chance. And so, yeah. And so the, there's a lot of reality stuff that I actually um, have enjoyed that I've watched with my wife. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I, 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 Sounds like she's not as much of- into the murder stuff. Ashlyn loves murder. Well, we, 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 one of our favorite watches during the, the quarantine has been, um, I'll be gone in the dark. Very good. I watched yeah. that one. I really, uh, one of my, yeah, that was a good documentary series. Yeah, Why is it? I mean, stuff. I didn't even want to be like, it's sort of funny to, and sexist to be like, well, clearly your wife must, must watch reality TV, but like, it is sort of weird how many women love and we'll argue and me included, you know, it's like true crime and reality TV are like soothing, you know? Yeah. They're just I mean, very it's, like the same, it's the same thing of like men liking sports. I think it's like everyone can like this stuff, but the media and a lot of this stuff have always like positioned it to where only one, like only this gender likes this thing. And it's just like, not true. Yeah. And I've definitely had to like break that, you know, thought in my head and, it's just, yeah, it's just not true. We've yeah, we've had to yeah. we've we've uh, we've kind of given up on the like we had the anxiety of like oh my god am I a basic bro I just want to watch sports and you're like oh my god am I so basic I want to watch reality TV and death shows and then we're like well we could just watch it together and then it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and the I, bill yeah, must I... have been fun, right? Did you guys both enjoy watching the bills this season? Oh yeah, it was. Uh, you got excited about them, Ashlyn. I would say is that right? I was excited. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to, to have them be winning, which is really different (laughs) for the bills. For as long Um, as you've known me, it's been about the bills and we had our hearts. It's always been very sad. It's always been a very sad. Yeah. Like I feel like I understood more. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I just feel like I understand more why people, liked sports this season because my team was winning because for a long time it felt like we would watch the i mean this is just very generalization because i also did enjoy it but i mean just 
it seems like we would just watch these games and it would just be so sad. Yeah. You know? And you can only do uh, your the camaraderie was fun. The camaraderie is <laughs> very fun. Yes. I'm just saying that, you know, it's like, it's hard when it's, you know, it was a this long year was a challenge too, because this, I'm glad that you got into it again this year, Ashlyn, because it was the most frustrating thing about the bills being so good this year is that you can't share it with anybody. Usually I would watch it right. at different bars with uh, different bills buddies. Um, and like, we'd, do the song everybody's bringing the things there's like a festive atmosphere everybody's uh having a good time and then only just watching it at home by yourself uh is you know you're then you're just you know i i basically i would watch the game with like two screens near me so that i could keep up with all the text coming in and keep refreshing twitter uh uh to be talking to people about it um but then it ended up being I don't know. I'm glad it was if the way the way that the Super Bowl went, I mean the Chiefs were without two of their tackles. I was just talking about it with Ed Greer yesterday who's a Chiefs fan. Uh I'm glad that the Bills weren't the ones to get crushed by Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh it was a fun season otherwise though because uh yeah, it's just nice for the team to be good. It's unusual as a Bills fan. Someday Tom Brady will lose um, and then go, I'm done. But yeah, who knows when that's going to happen, but I'm glad to see. I'm also glad that it wasn't the bills who had to suffer that, that defeat last Sunday. Cause the chiefs, yeah, the chiefs, the chiefs won one, the chiefs mm-hmm. are already kind of like an established dynasty. And like, it is more exciting for Brady to get his 10th win to have more rings than any team. Like that, all of that stuff is like, cool. Like I should be, I, I am pretty on board with like in just sort of being like, well, can't beat him, then join him, especially because he's no longer a Patriot. So it's not as close to home. It's not constantly seeing Tom Brady beating your guys. Uh, it, it's easier to just sort of sit back and be like, yeah, he's this is I mean, we're watching somebody who's the greatest at their position do their thing. Yeah. I don't know. And I believe whatever. in none of their politics or any of that stuff. And that's that's fine. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yes, yeah, I was the nightmare of a person. Yeah, he's a nightmare of a person. I I don't know why I'm trying to be nice and magnanimous towards Tom Brady because I don't want to be obsessed with hating him. So right, I'm trying right. to like find the like nice out with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but basically, I also just have a hard time adopting winners. Like I uh, I've lived in L.A. long enough, but I've now that I've now feel comfortable saying the Dodgers are my team. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a Lakers fan. Like I I just am. I guess. Uh, it, but it always felt like cheating coming from only being a fan of like losing franchises at the end of the day. It's just like, let that stuff enjoy it. Enjoy the way it makes like your friends who grew up here in LA and been, fr- you know, fans of them for a long time. It makes them happy. So like I root for them cause it's fun to see like Steve Hernandez be happier. Or, like, you know, yeah. a-, a lot of our friends who grew up out here and who've accepted us as transplants. So, um, yeah. and I also just love LeBron and everything he's done for outside of basketball. So, that's I find my way in on on fandom that way. That's why I do it with basketball. Is I'm a fan like uh, so I like the Clippers and the Lakers. Like I thought I was gonna go all in for Clippers Buffalo connection, like the players. But uh, yeah, but yeah, it it's it is it's been fun and easy to like uh, enjoy. Not easy because I have a hard time feeling letting the wins in. Yeah, I have a hard time letting the wins in. I'm, the Buffalo has trained me to just insist that the narrative is about losing but i've been getting better about enjoying for those reasons for for uh, uh enjoying being here 
in LA as it's on a like a historic winning streak with across mm-hmm. like it's a good time to be an LA fan. Yeah. LA is great. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> That's sort of the moral of the story. Um and you know what? An hour has passed. How do you feel for having been here? I feel great. Again, like I, I'm very much needed. Like we haven't talked in a while, so it's been great to catch up and just sort of process, uh, yeah, what it's been like being, you know, a creative person and and someone with career aspirations and and also in a marriage and all that stuff. So this has been nothing but uh, but great and helpful, I think. So I, my 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 closing question to each guest and your more than encouraged to say no and change mm-hmm. your mind at any time is, do you consent to releasing this? Absolutely. Unedited yes. with all of the, all yeah. the awkward pauses and my stutters and talking over. That's the only way I'll consent it is if you release the pure unedited, yes. uncensored. Yeah. Version. The uncut yeah, exactly. All right. Um, uh, well, in I the love description that each podcast ends with consent, it's such a nice. I have to way make this creative decision and then I'm just justifying and and doubling down on it. Uh, because if I start editing it, it will, I will just peel all of it off. I'll delete everything I ever say. I, it's very, do you hate, I, I don't, I don't love listening back to my own stuff. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it can be helpful in ways, but also, yeah, it's just podcast too. I should say this, conversation. So keep it in this. That's what this is. When we do a more structured, more professional show at some point, we're going to edit it. For this show, what this show is, no editing. Well, thank you for hanging out, CJ. Thanks for hanging Thanks out, for Ashley, me. my wife. It was great um, meeting you, Ashley. You're welcome. It was great to meet you, too. I can't <laughs> wait to meet in person. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, someday. someday. That's the show. That's how this show works. To play us out is Talk Time. Talk Time is the name of the band that has provided the music, our friends. Talk Time. This song is called colors from their year of self ep and this podcast is produced by all eight cats prince milo moose zeus shadow peanut butter nala and squeaky mama rate us five stars on uh itunes apple podcasts or wherever tell us how pretty we are And that's it. You know, thanks for being here. We'll talk to you more later. Bye.